Let's go! Come on, baby. No holy mama today. No holy mama. It's a new era. Oh my gosh. We'll see how long it lasts. Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Welcome back, hopefully. My name is Paul Lanigan. I'm Bennett Diffley. I'm Daniel Reed. And uh, today we have the privilege and the opportunity of diving into God's word, letting God's word out of its cage to do its great work. Mm. Um, and so this is episode two of Battle Ready, um, and we will talk more about that in a bit. But first, uh, I think y'all care about our lives. It seems like by reaction Maybe. that you guys kind of care. Um, so let's start with I never start. I'll start, and then we'll do Daniel. How about that? Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking. Okay. Last last week, week and a half, whatever. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh I'm very blessed with the relationships in my life right now, to put it that way. Um, there are just some incredible people. Um, I've had some mentors writing letters of recommendation for me that, that have words in them that I'm not worthy of, of being attached to me. Um, I have sweet friends around me and um, men, that, men that sharpen me, uh, men that encourage me, uh, and it has just been incredible. Uh, I, I cannot complain at all about these last... 10 days or so since we recorded last it has been challenging it has been sharpening it has been humbling but it has been filled with provision and with blessing and uh, lots of serving tables and running circles and sitting in cars and talking to people for four hours been fantastic cannot complain at all daniel what's up everybody um the last two weeks or a week and a half yeah, I don't know. The summer's been just a whole monster of its own, but praise God. It seems like some things are starting to come out of the depths. That's been really cool. Um, worship is getting started again at my church through like the college ministry, our salt company. So we're, you know, making plans for that and for our kickoff event. So I'm playing, I'm going to be playing acoustic in that. So Come on. We're starting some new songs. We got some a bunch of new, like, we have so much new tech. It's crazy. So for y'all that are involved in, like, worship and music and stuff, we got a bunch of wireless monitors. So I'm looking forward to just exploring so. the space on the stage and not being tied down by a bunch of different wires and cords and all these different things. So that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, just so much cool stuff going on. We have a new worship leader at our church like full-time staff member, and he is like the coolest dude ever. So, yeah, he and I got to kick it the other day and just chop it up over music and tell each other stories about our lives, and it's just awesome, awesome, awesome. But, yeah, uh, this last week or so, it's been good. Overall, I think it's been real good. Yeah, God's just moving like crazy as he does, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, that's me. Benny, tell him what's up, bro. Yeah, um, I think we're all in the same boat. I think uh, the last week – 10 days, whatever, whatever it is since we've last recorded. Um, I think the Lord's calling me to a lot of intentionality hmm. <clears throat> with, um, with the people in my friend group and, and with, um, just the people that I'm, that I'm connected to and growing with and, and all these things, just a whole lot of intentionality, um, and growing closer to the, to the Lord, um, while growing closer with them. So, um, just my friendships and, and my fellowship and, um, even my family, it's, it's all great. And, 
um, the Lord is really blessing me through the people that he's surrounding me with. So um, a lot of learning, a lot of growth, um, and a lot of good things coming from that. So, Come on. Hey, yeah. Chad. Holy cow. This is holy been, mama. Yeah, holy mama. Holy mama. Holy yeah. mama, boys. Um, so you guys clicked on this probably because you wanted to to hear uh, about God's word. You wanted to hear God's word spoken. Um, and so this is the series Battle Ready. Um, this is episode number two. Uh, we are in the second half of Ephesians 1. So we are in verses 15 through 23 today. And last week... Um, we read Ephesians 1, 15 through 20. Wait, no, Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. Um, and yeah. we chopped it up about that, and uh, the Spirit spoke through us, uh, hopefully, and it was and it was awesome, and it was different, and it stretched our comfort zones and what we do on this podcast, and we are coming back with it because the Lord is, is using it. Um, so basically in Ephesians 1, 1 through 14, uh, Paul is reminding the people in Ephesus uh, where he labored and spent a lot of time, multiple years. Um, he's reminding them of the grace of Christ and the gifts that come with it. And so he's just being very straightforward about salvation and, and God's grace, God's glorious grace. And so now he's sharpening that a little bit. Um, and he's talking about, as we're reading today, we're going to see he's talking about his prayer for them while also adorning the name of Jesus Christ. And so, um, Bennett, I'm going to have you pray uh, over the scripture, over the listeners, over everything before we hop in, and then we'll get moving. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Lord, um, thank you. Uh, thank you for waking us up on this beautiful Friday, um, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about your word um, and your truth, Lord. Uh, last week we talked about Ephesians 1 or the start of Ephesians 1 um, in verses 1 through 14. And we talked about your grace um, and the grace that you poured out um, for us. Um, as we were sinners, you, you poured out that grace so that we could have everlasting life with you, Lord. Um, this week we're going to talk about Paul's prayer um, and, and just dive into what Paul is calling um and, and praying for the people of Ephesus. And, and um, Lord, I just ask that you open our hearts and our minds up to you and your word, um, Lord, that you guide this, uh, this scriptural um, study, Lord. Um, I just ask that um, you be with the listeners and you set their hearts um, and, and set their heart posture to you, Lord. Um, Lord, I thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, everything that you've given us and blessed us with, Lord. Um, and, and I just ask that you um, keep guiding us along the path towards a relationship with you um, and, and to further our relationship with you, Lord, and to get to know you better. Lord, we love you and we praise you in your son's name, I pray. Amen. 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 So to start off, um, Daniel, will you read um, in an articulate manner Ephesians 1, 15 through 23? I will certainly do my best, Paul. Come on, my brother. That's what, that's what I, do. I will that certainly do my best, Paul. <clears throat> Yikes. Let's rock it. Right. Uh, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, 
that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might mm. that he worked in Christ when he raised him according to the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills hmm. Hmm. I oh gosh I want to let that sink for a second um, I'm a big fan of reading scripture twice uh, but because that took a second and I want this podcast to take forever um, we're going to go back over it anyway but that's just so so incredible on its own. Um, just God's word, just um, presented out of a submitted heart, is just already holds so much weight. And um, what a privilege it is to even read it. Um, so starting from the top here. So in verse 15, um, Paul writes, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So that is um, verses 15 and 16. So um, does anyone have anything to say about that before I get in? I think we're going to chop it up about prayer, the value of praying for others and other things. Yeah, I just think it's super cool the way Paul um, goes about <clears throat> the very first the very first thing that he says um, to the people of Ephesus is that ever since I first heard of your strong faith, um, and your love for God's people, I've not stopped thanking God for you. Like that's mm. just so, um, so humble and so, so gracious of Paul, like from himself to just immediately say, Hey, like I, I adore, I admire the work that, that you guys are doing. Mm. Um, the love that you have for the Lord, like, and I, I've not stopped um, being thankful for you, um, and praying for you constantly. Just like what a, what a servant heart that Paul that Paul shows there. Yeah, I was I was gonna say he's so quick. He's he's very quick to acknowledge here the the positive value that somebody else brings, which mm. I think is something that pride keeps us um, from being bountiful and doing that. That we're we're hesitant to to affirm people in things they're doing well uh, because we want to appear better or whatever that may seem like, mm. um, and so. Paul is here, and and there's so much value in prayer, and I'm realizing that more and more as we can, as I continue to mature, I'm realizing more and more just the value that prayer holds. Um, and so, like James five, right? The 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 fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And um, to to take that sincerely, I think Paul at this time with you know apostolic, um, oh what are they? What what's the word? Uh, he's been given like a, a a power, an apostolic power that like he is a he is a righteous man, you know, obviously by the blood of Jesus at this point. And so his prayer has so much power. And uh apostolic authority, that's what I was getting at. I got it. Uh and so he's here and, and I don't want to look over this so quickly and just start talking about what he's praying for, but just the fact that he's willing to, like you said, acknowledge 
um, acknowledge their strong suits and <clears throat> and their goodness and, and what they're doing well, and then to pray for them, which has so much value on its own. And so, Daniel, so, do you have anything to add about 1516 before we hop in to what they're praying for? Absolutely. Um, 15. I uh, I love 15, especially because, like we talked about in the first episode, right? Paul, he's looking at this church in Ephesus that he helped build. And he's hearing all of these things about, like, good works and their love for each other. And he, like... What else can you do but praise God and thanksgiving? He's like, I he's like, I was part of this. Mm. And not out of like a pride standpoint, but he's like, look at the fruit of this ministry, mm. which I absolutely love because you know, having walked with different people and you know, engaged in discipleship, when I see these people that I have helped walk through and that God has poured into their lives through me, I am just elated. I think it's a really good word for it. It gasses me up. Come on. Mm. Is I see I see the growth, and like as believers, what else could we hope for but to see growth in people through Jesus Christ? Like when I see someone that's just growing and growing and pursuing the Lord, that's amazing because they get it. They have this joy, and it just radiates from them. And so I like I have not started a church yet, maybe, but hmm. I kind of have a glimpse of what Paul's feeling here because you know I like. I poured into people and seeing them get it and the light bulb go off and then them to walk in that faith is such a beautiful thing. And I think this is another big part of verse 15 because he's hearing about their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and their love toward all the saints. So they're loving each other. And here's the thing. So the real evidence, evidence of a mature faith as a believer in Christ is not that we love God because that is, that's like the foundation. Like the love of God is irresistible for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's just what we do. We can't help but love God because he is God. But here's the thing. The real evidence of this mature faith is that we are loving our brothers and sisters in Christ because mm. that's, that's the hard part. All right. Loving God is easy because it's irresistible. When I see God, and in his magnificence and glory, what else am I going to do but love him? Hmm. That's just that comes naturally as one is filled with the Holy Spirit. But I love what First John uh, chapter four verse twenty says. It says, "If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Hmm. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has not seen, cannot whom he has seen, excuse me, cannot love God, whom he has not seen." like our brothers and sisters, they're right in front of our face. And if they're the ones we're struggling to love, how are we going to love God who we can't see? Mm. Come on. Oh, come on. Yeah. Danny. I love that. I, cause there's so much, there's so much to it. And like every, every word in the Bible is intentional, mm. but I love what is written there. Um, and then just the last thing I have for 15 is that faith and love don't earn us participation in the great work of God. They're evidence of our participation in God's plan, hmm. right? So these people in Ephesus aren't earning something from God or from Paul by what they're doing and loving God and loving others. It's evidence of their love for God and them taking part in his ministry. Come on. Come on. Dude. Oh, yeah. I, I also just love how 15 and 16 just kind of <clears> – <throat> 
it almost puts a pretty bow on um paul's paul's story right like paul's like in the beginning was persecuting christians he was killing christians for for having faith for believing in god and and now look at him he he has charged the people of ephesus um he has shared the gospel with them and then um now he's coming back and he's saying look what you guys have done it could have been easy for paul to say like like um my work and my um my teachings to you is is what brought this faith no paul's saying look at your strong faith look at your love for god's people everywhere Hmm. um and i have not stopped thanking god for you guys um it's it's just uh it's i mean it's the gospel it's truly amazing and it brings it just brings it all full circle in such a such a cool way that i just i really like yeah in galatians 2 paul's like you know i have every reason to like brag he's like i've I've done this like you've you've been persecuted. I've been persecuted worse. You know, you've mm-hmm. been on this and that. but he's but like I was saying a minute ago, like but he's in the in the face of that, even knowing that and his apostolic authority and all these things, he's like, but look what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know, let me blanket your lives in prayer. Let me let me bless you guys by going before the throne for you. So on that note, uh, Bennett. Will you read 17? We're going to start going through what he's praying for, talking about what he's praying for and kind of why, um, and just like get excited about it. So will you read 17 for us, Bennett? Yeah, yeah. So 16 uh, says, I pray for you constantly. That's going into verse 17 says, asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Um, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Hmm. So going thing by thing, uh, the first thing that that he prays for them um, is that, uh, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. That's ESV. Um, so giving spiritual wisdom and, and giving you insight or revelation in knowledge of him. Why is that something we would pray for, like for over people is spiritual wisdom and knowledge of the Holy one. There's a lot of ways we could go with this and yeah, we could talk about it for a long time. That's deep. Yeah. Is, Dan, who wants Dan, what do you got? Me? Oh, let's let's go. Yes. So, like Paul was saying, there's a heavy emphasis on wisdom here. This is the first thing they're praying for, wisdom and revelation. And this, so when people think of wisdom and revelation here, it it can be taken in a way to where it's like prophetic. And he's wanting people to have like this design insight, divine, divine insight into you know, like the spiritual life and the spiritual walk and stuff. And that's not really what Paul's getting at here. He wants the church of Ephesus to understand God at a deeper level. And so the first thing that this takes is a movement of the Holy Spirit because it has to be revealed to us, right? Our eyes are blinded until God makes that move. And we are opened to different biblical truths. Like there's so many, this is crazy. There's so many times in my walk where I've been trying to wrap my head around something and then God will use somebody to offer me a fresh perspective or God will open my eyes to like a certain word or Bible verse that'll stick out. And it's just like, Oh, now I get it. 
And that's kind of, and that's what Paul is really pushing for here. He wants these people to have a better understanding of God because ultimately this is the center of the Christian life as a whole is knowing God, but knowing God as he is found in truth because that's where it, he is based out of. And then like this it's, it gets into a whole bunch of subtopics as well because knowing ourselves is also super important. Like we can't neglect to understand ourselves and, you know, family of origin and our, and our emotions and how we work. But the thing is, the more we understand God, the more we understand, we can understand ourselves because ultimately he has made us in his image. And so when we look at scriptures and we understand like, this is who God says he is, and this is who God says we are, we gain a deeper understanding and a deeper connection to him mm. as we learn about both. Cause it goes hand in hand. There's no, well, I need to learn about me and I need to learn about God. It's like, I need to, we need to learn about both of us because we're connected. It's not separate. Like this isn't deism where God just like created the world and us and then just kind of stepped back and let it happen. God is deeply connected mm. to you and I both because he deeply loves you and I both. Come on. That's what I got. Dude. Um, I think you know, as you, as you grow to love someone more, you have to grow to know them more. And so praying for knowledge and revelation in that, and like, like revelation is in like the acquisition of, of like a great knowledge of something, um, that, that revelation of God and who he is just, there's a, it's so much easier to love something, you know, well, and so, Um, if we are, if we have revelation of who God is and why we follow him, our love for him, um, flows much more easily. And so, um, alongside that wisdom, I think wisdom and peace really go hand in hand. Um, that when you're walking in a wise manner, um, you're living in a wise manner by the spirit, not by worldly wisdom, that there is a peace that's upon you knowing that, that your decisions that are being made are um are wise and your advice being made or being given is wise and you're you're walking in a manner um that is i don't know much less uh scandalous i guess i would say um and so praying for wisdom and praying for knowledge it's just like those two things make it so easy to love like our good god i think um Mm. and so bennett do you have anything to wrap up that little section yeah, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head, so I don't, I don't really have too much, <clears throat> but I just, I, I wanted to touch on verse eighteen. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so you can understand the confident hope he has given to those uh, he called. Mm. Um, and I just, I really like uh, how Paul says confident hope because that essentially is what is what we're living in. That's that's the same joy, the pure joy that we're that this whole um, ministry or. or or whatever you want to call this is built off of is a confident hope, a confident joy in the Lord, knowing that wherever we go, wherever we walk, he's with us and it's covered. Like, like that's Mm. his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. That inheritance is what instills us with the hope and the joy and, and the, just the ability to walk through each day freely knowing that, Mm that it's covered, that we're covered and that we're saved. Like that's, that's what it's all about. That confident hope. Right. The eyes of your heart being enlightened, like your, your heart understanding who God is. Um, 
what a value there is to that. And then that confident hope, that great hope that is the foundation that we, I think last episode we talked about, um, like grace and hope being the foundation of like everything. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I'm right there. That's a great word, Bennett. Danny, Danny, you got anything on 18 before we move on? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, heart. I love this. I love what he says. You're having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. So, I mean, if you look at it surface level, hearts don't have eyes and eyes don't have hearts. Like it's, it's a very clear thing, but he's, he's painting a picture here. And so what he's saying is by heart, he literally means like the deepest part of our inner being. He wants us to know at our core that there is hope and that we've been called to, and there's a rich and glorious inheritance in the saints. And so this is through 18. Yes. So at the very center of our being, we can know who God is, and that's what he's pushing for. But the hope that we have been called to, here's the thing. And so, yes, Jesus Christ is our ultimate hope. He's our living hope. It's a great Phil Wilkins song. Check it out. But there's this hope, too, that we have been called by God for a purpose. We have been called by him to take part in his plan on the earth, not because he needs us to, but because he wants us to. And ultimately it brings us closer to him as we interact with his divinity and sovereignty here on earth. Hmm. Right? So we don't have to engage with the Holy spirit. We can sit back and do nothing. Right? I mean, and you can take that up with works or faith without works is dead. Like that, that is, that is where I'd point you towards but we have this hope that we are being called to take part in what God is doing on earth. And it is such a beautiful thing. And then this is where I think God kind of, Paul kind of goes off, or God through Paul. I think this is really cool. And so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? So the glorious inheritance in the saints is God's. That's what he's saying here. And here's the thing. Um, Paul wants them to know, right, that the greatness of God's inheritance is his people. We mm. usually think of God and that, that he is our inheritance, which, yes, we have inherited a good relationship and we have been adopted into the family and now receive the inheritance of salvation through Jesus Christ. Yes, but Paul's wanting the Ephesians to understand that they're precious to God. He considers them their inheritance or his inheritance. Excuse me. He considers them his inheritance, right? And he's looking forward to his family growing. Mm -hmm. And so I, this points back towards De Deuteronomy 32, mm -hmm. eight and nine, which says this, when the most high gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the numbers of the sons of Israel. He's basically saying he, he split them up into tribes. There's 12 of them. And verse 9 says, For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. God takes great pleasure in his people because they are his creation. Make it more personal. God takes great pleasure in you. You are his inheritance because you are his creation. He mm. made you to reflect his glory. And this is such a beautiful thing. So take hope in this. There's so much joy. 
God created you individually. You matter. You have purpose and worth because of your creator, not because of anything you do or bring to the table, but because of who made you. Mm. And this is all in verse 18, just 18. That's all right there. Mm. Oh, come on. So much to this book. I think I, I feel like, um, we should go 19 through 23 and then just talk about Jesus and, and talk about this. So, um, I'm going to read it if that's okay. Um, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above our all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills hmm oh, i the immeasurable greatness that we get to take part in um, the, the immeasurable greatness that was worked in Christ as he was raised from the dead, um, cleansing us from our iniquities, um, giving us an opportunity to, to live at the right hand in glory. Um, and, and he is so far above all things this world calls powerful. Far above mm. all rule and authority, power and dominion. He is above everything that is named. It is his world and and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We are the church. We are part of That's the true. big C church. And if we go um, to the Greek with this, uh, the interlinear talking about um, the fullness of him who fills, right? These two words go together um, to, to the fulfilling of the one who fulfills. We are fulfilling the fulfiller, like as in his, so we are doing his work. The one who fulfills, we get an opportunity to partake in the fulfilling work of the great fulfiller of man. How ridiculous, incredible. Uh, and so it is it is something I take for granted and I am convicted about taking for granted um, right now just about what an opportunity it is to be a part of the big C church, to be a part of the kingdom of God and get to have a part by the Holy Spirit through me in in fulfilling in the name of him who is the fulfiller. Insane. Mm. Insane. Try to be try to be mm. prideful reading about that. Try. Oof. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> you can't. Spoiler. That's that's <laughs> nuts. I got chills sitting here in my in my desk. <laughs> I'm losing it. Yeah, oh Paul. I I don't have much because you you. I mean, the Lord has just spoke through you wonderfully today. But verse twenty three, and the church is His body. It is made full and complete by Christ. Um, we are the body. We we are we're the 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 functional part of 
of the gospel. We, we are um, mm. we are what moves. Um, a body is made to move, right? A body is made to um, to to exercise and to to walk, to run, to move. All of these things, right? And and that's our that's our goal. That's our call is to continue to move the gospel by by sharing it and by um, by living it and and breathing it and all of these things. Um, we are the body, and we're, we are called to move that that gospel. Um, and it is completed by Christ, who is the one who's moving us all over and and sharing the gospel through us and all of these things. Um, it's, it's incredible, like Paul was saying. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love that, Bennett. I love I, that. And that's the thing. Like, we're not called to sit back and just idly carry on because there's so much more to experience. And I think as, as a whole, and like, and this is a blanket statement, I think what's become common is that going to church on Sunday has become the pinnacle of the Christian experience for most Western Christians. And that is such a dangerous place to be because nowhere in the scriptures is it, Oh, we started a church and now we go to church and we're good. There's so much more that goes on after that. There's so much more. There's so many other places where the gospel is taken outside of the church. There's a continuous reaching out to unbelievers and the broken and the lost, because at what point is it good enough? At what point were we like, well, we have enough people in our congregation, so we're fine. Hmm. God is continuously calling us deeper to engage in him because he's calling us to a higher purpose. There's so much more to the Christian life than just going to church or just being a part of a Bible study. All right. I see like anytime, anytime in the gospels where Jesus heals someone or someone's eyes are opened to understand who he is. Like, look at, take the woman at the well. The first person that Jesus proclaimed that he was the Messiah to, let alone that she was an adulterer and a woman. Like these are all very big things in the context of the like the ancient Near East and biblical times. These are these are huge things. And this woman, she figures out her eyes are opened that Jesus is the Son of God, and she instantly runs back to her town and says, "Come and see." The man who told me everything I ever did. Could he be the Messiah, the one we've waited for? Instantly, she can't help herself. She immediately is proclaiming the truth of who Jesus is. Because she's had an intimate experience with him. Hmm. And this is so convicting of me because there's so many times where God will reveal something in my life. And I'll just be like, yeah, that's cool. And I'll compartmentalize it. And I won't do anything about it, even though there's so many people that God wants me to go and tell that message to. Now, now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Like I'm not saying that God won't use others to answer that call. Like I don't stand in the way of God's will. All right, his will will be done whether I partake in it or not, but he's inviting me to. And so why, why should I sit back and just, you know, let it happen and just be on the sidelines when he's calling me to engage deeper? It, it doesn't make any sense. And Paul, I love what you hit on there, dude. It's just like 
the power of God that is talked about in verse 19 is just crazy. I got to go back to it. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might? Can I just, oh my gosh, can I just tell the Christian right now that is struggling and just like this summer has been hard for me, for Bennett, for Paul, for so many different people. Like the summer has not been easy. But can I just tell you, God has power over that situation. Nothing compares to his might over anything you're going through. Nothing. And this is what's awesome is we carry that same power within us. We have it inside you and me. If we are walking in Christ Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, which is the exact same power that raised Christ from the dead. So why would we walk in fear? We're called all over the Bible to not. What am I afraid of? Why do I continue anxious and afraid Hmm. when the power of God is inside me? Like the possibilities are endless. This is crazy. (laughs) And I love how Paul is driving this home. Because God is so rich in power and mercy. We are a temple that carries that around. One thing that stuck out to me, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price to glorify God in your body. We are now the body. We are now the temple carrying the Lord with us. Hmm. Let's, let's act like it. I carry God with me everywhere I go. And so people, I mean, if we just go logically through this, people should be experiencing God through me if I'm walking faithfully because I'm hmm. carrying him with me. Come on. It's like there's no, there's not a disconnect here. There's no this great big barrier anymore between us and God because Christ filled it. He paid the price. Come on. I'll get to walk in freedom now. Hmm. So let's walk by conviction. Come on. I don't know. That's what that's what Dude, God's putting on my heart right thank now. Thank you. Before we close in prayer, I just what are we gonna do about it? Like, by this glorious grace, we did nothing to deserve. We have a hope and a confidence that is unwavering to play an eternal role in people's lives. Are we, What are we going to do about it? Is it worth counting the cost and giving up whatever's getting in the way? Yes, I'll answer that for you. It's worth it. It is scary and it is and it is intimidating and it is it is discomfort like it is uncomfortable and it is painful but it was absolutely incredible and this this fulfilling that we that I talked about earlier that that God's word talked about I didn't say anything this fulfilling that that God's word talked about that we get to play a role in is is there is no greater fulfillment than walking in your gifts mm. and one of your gifts is 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 the Holy Spirit that that you have that you have in you um, that desires to do ministry through you, and we just need to be faithful and obedient, and we need to stop trying and start dying and allow the Spirit to do its Come thing. On. I just I just leave with the thought: like, what are we going to do about it? Bennett, do you have anything before you close us in prayer? Yeah, Paul. I just I think the <clears throat> the best thing about what you're saying is it's it's 
it's such a, a, uh, a reversing way of thought because the, the, it's actually the less that we do, the more that we submit to him and the more that he does, um, Mm. is, is, is the most beautiful part about about the gospel and about, and about having a faith and about living for Christ is it, it's, it's less of me and more of you, Lord. It's, Mm. mm, and I, and I guess that's what's, what's been sitting on my heart for the last 10 or 15 minutes as we talked about this. Um, at, at the very end of, of Paul's prayer, um, the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. He, he's the one who's doing the work. He's, he's the puppet master. He's, um, he is, is above all and, and he is in control of all and he fills um, all things with himself. Um, and so, so I, I call you listeners, I charge you, um, to live life with less of yourself and more of him and, and, and to just watch what happens and, and how, how your daily life changes, um, as you, as you just submit and you just focus on the love and the grace and the power that the Lord brings and the Lord gives and, yeah, it's mm. it's just unreal. Come on, mm. Bennett, man, close us, take us home. Lord, um, I thank you for for this study, Lord. I thank you for Ephesians fifteen through twenty three, Lord. Um, as we get to learn about your your never ending grace, um, and your never ending power, Lord, um, you are above all things in this world and the next, Lord. Um, I, I just ask that that. Um, as we read this and as this sits on our hearts and as we reflect on on what we've talked about and what we've learned today, Lord, um, I just ask that you help us submit, um, help us give up whatever we're holding on to, whatever we're saying, um, uh, I can do this, Lord, uh, whatever whatever we're still trying to grasp onto um, and, and to do on our own, Lord, I ask that you take it. Um, um, I just, uh, Lord, guide us, uh, be with us, fill us with your love and your grace, Lord, and let us walk confidently and faithfully in you, in that love and grace, Lord, um, knowing that, that you've conquered all, um, knowing that we can, that we can walk in victory day in and day out, Lord. Um, Lord, I thank you so much, um, for Paul, for Daniel, for every single person listening to this episode, um, whether it's one or 100, Lord, it doesn't matter, but um, I, I thank you for them. Um, and and I thank you for the ability to to share your word freely. And um, Lord, I love you so much. Um, you fill all things everywhere, Lord. So fill us uh, and, and, mm. and let us be, let us be your body, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Mm. Amen. amen. Hit that button.
Song you. 